What up, world? What's good, world? This is your girl, Machi. Hey, what's up, world? It's your girl, Nat. It's your boy, D, a.k.a. Clutch Poppy. And you are now tuned in. The official talk podcast. What up, world? It's your boy, D, a.k.a. Clutch Poppy. Nat, Machi. We are official talk podcast. No, not today, but we do have a special guest coming to rock with us. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the world. Hey, y'all. Tiana Renee here. I am the host of Cup for the Culture podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Machi, you know what we do. It's your girl, Machi, and we start every episode by taking shots. So here we go. Yeah. Salud, guys. Salud. See, they got wine. I'm the only one that I had <laughs> drinking. I didn't get the, the memo for wine. I guess Sorry. I should have I had my wine today. You know, it was more a more classier episode today. Oh, not classy. It's okay. We can have a little bit of brown in the situation. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I should have had my wine, but, you know, I got Duce is classy, right? I'm yeah. just going to say, I don't think I've ever had Duce. What? I mean, the, all right, the bottle looked classy enough, don't it? The bottle is classy and yeah. expensive. Mm-hmm. There, you, there you go. So, all right. So, I feel a little better. Duce is a little classy. <laughs> Not like I'm like y'all got the henny, but you know, dude. Do, do, okay, do. that's a different situation right there. Henny's henny's classy too, but you know, I, I classied up a little bit. Right. I, I got the do say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go go ahead and plug your um your podcast again one more time. So I'm the host for the Cult for the Culture podcast. It's a mental health based podcast for us, so black and brown people, and just talking about the things that we don't like to talk about. Um. Also, my podcast is in no way a substitute for seeking or seeing a licensed mental health professional and the opinions are just that, uh, people's opinions as well as mine. And so, yeah. Facts. Appreciate you hear that. Opinions is our opinions. Don't be like, yo, I heard on the official talk podcast from (laughs) Tiana that y'all can go ahead and do this and it's going to be cured. Nah, it's just opinions. But no, no. Oh, um, every time we start, after we take our shots, I always like to ask everybody how their week was. So since you're our guest, we're going to go ahead and let you you take off with that. So how how was your week? Or how's My your week been? been? Pretty cool. Um, nothing too crazy, which is great. I haven't been super busy this week. I'm going to regularly say it's been a good week. I can't think of anything, so that's a good thing. It's always good to hear it's a good week. Yeah, okay. Always. <laughs> Matchy, how was your week? My week has been great. It's been it's slowing down compared to the last two or three weeks. So um, definitely, it's it, definitely better. Just relaxing as much as I can, less stressed out. So that's amazing. That's a plus. Always a plus. That's what's up. My week, my week's been good too. You know what I mean? You know, thank God we wake up every day, and it's been a small nice week. Stuff. You know. Tomorrow is Friday, so fingers crossed. It's not too crazy, but so far, so good, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Nothing else is the weekend. Right? There we go. <laughs> but, yo, it's crazy because I'm working from home, so it's like my days kind of blend in to the weekend. So it's just like, yo, is it really the weekend? Well, what am, where no, am I going? It's just Monday through Monday. It's right? the same thing for me every week. I'm like, dang. But I'm not mad, though, about being at home. I'm, I'm, say not, that. I'm, not, I'm not mad at all. I'm happy that I have the opportunity to work from home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that's that's always a a plus. I mean, I felt like every day was Friday for some weird reason this week. It was 
every day I was like, okay, just today's the last day, then the weekend. And I'm like, but it's Tuesday. <laughs> no. Yeah. Wishful thinking. Right? Yeah. It do it do feel like a Friday night right now, yo. Every day is Friday, apparently, for me. Facts. Facts. I mean, I'm working from home, so I don't got to wake up super early to get dressed and ready and all that. So I could wake up a little later. So it could be a Friday for me. Isn't that such a plus? I know. I love it. And then when things are up and running. If and when we go back to the office, I'm not going to know how to dress. Nope. Not gonna happen. <laughs> um, it's gonna be hard to go back. I'm, I'm oh, not gonna. Wanna, I don't want to go back to the office. I'm just like I'm loving it. I'm loving it at home. I feel like if we can do it like this, then why we don't continue to do it like right? this? It shouldn't have took a pandemic for y'all to realize that some of us can work from home. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Productivity's exactly. not going down. It's still flowing the same way. The same way. So might as well. Come on, y'all. Y'all just being selfish. Right. And we have to sign a petition for that. Oh. <laughs> well, started. I'm gonna put right. my name right now. <laughs> but now today we definitely gonna um get into more, you know, we're gonna have fun too, but we definitely gonna go on a more serious tip today. We're gonna um discuss mental health, um, different type of mental health. Uh we're gonna give our opinions on some things that may work for us, may not necessarily work for you guys, but you know, things that work for us that you guys can try to kind of help um cope with whatever you're going through and a lot of people don't really know too much that's why we got lady t here you know i switched the name up to, to rock with us Tell me that before so that's funny that you said <laughs> kind of um to kind of break it down so in your opinion kind of give mm-hmm. us your little definition of like mental health So I always say mental wellness because people think mental health and they're like, oh, I'm crazy or I'm going to be a school shooter because they love to put that on the news or I don't even want to say his name because I hate that people have been treating him this way this week. But Kanye, for example, people assume like that's what it looks like all the time. And it's not that way. Like it could really just be, you came on a hard time and now you have depression because of this hard time. It doesn't always have to be anything significant. It doesn't always have to be something genetic because that's another thing too, is just really sometimes the cars you're dealt and you just, yeah. you can what you got. So I always say mental wellness, like mind, body, and spirit. That's what I think about when I think about mental health. And it's positive too. See, and I like how you said it like that. Cause like you said, a lot of people do, take it um take it to a negative right away when they hear mental health they be like oh that person crazy or sometimes they don't even know that someone like when someone say they're going through some time tough times and they be like yo you know this person is suffering from mental health they be like no look at them they they find they think is more of a mm-hmm. physical thing that you can see when there's a lot of times it's internal like anxiety could be an example of some type mm-hmm. of mental health and stuff like that because a lot of people go through all, all type of um, different stages in their life that, you know, you got your ups, you got your downs, but from your opinion, and you know, it's two to one, I'm used to it, two <laughs> girls, one guy, but who do you feel suffer more from mental, well, you said wellness, mental wellness, let's, let's use that, in your opinion. To be honest, I think it's a toss up. I think for us though, like if we're talking about our community, I think sometimes men, just because they don't have the same freedom to express themselves that we do as women, 
and it's always stigmatized of like you're either being too sensitive or you're always complaining about something or man up you can't cry you can't do this cry okay so i think for men they probably struggle the most just because they don't have the opportunity to outwardly express it like we do whereas it's not uncommon to hear us vent or talk about how we feel because that's just what we do on a day-to-day basis whether it's with your friends or your family or at work, like it's not uncommon to hear from us. So I think in that regard, I would say men probably, just in my opinion. I mean, I I will agree with you, especially the way you said it is like, if you express your, your, um, your feelings or what you're going through, a lot of people do see you as being soft and they do tell you man up or they do be like, yo, why you drinking for get out your feelings. So I'm glad that you said it because I was, you know, people probably assume I was going to say women, but no, I was going to actually say men. Because yeah. even though, even though some, if you look at statistics, it may say women a little bit more than men. But like you said, you don't really know it because a lot of men are afraid to mm-hmm. um, express um, express their feelings, their emotions. Like we have it too, ladies. You know what okay. I mean? Even though we don't express it, we have it too. So don't think the hardest, the hardest dude out there has feelings somehow right. some way they and and sometimes they dealing with it and we don't express it you know what i'm saying so no one would never know we we hold it on the inside and it's to kind of touch back on kanye i feel like he was kind of in a situation like that where he kind of held it in i mean he do have access or resources to talk to people but you you know he grew up in chicago and he might have that same mentality like yo don't you know you can't talk about this it's gonna come out in the public you're gonna look mass off you from shot you know you can't be like that and then he probably exploded i mean i don't know it's just my opinion that he probably had all that built up and then again he's with the kardashian it's not an easy family to be around you know what i'm saying them, them motherfuckers is crazy <laughs> you know? i'm not even gonna get started on them but i will say i saw a post before i got up here and it pissed me off because i'm like here we go not allowing people to be people so it, the post was something along like, let's stop using mental health as a excuse for people to do what they're doing. Like Kanye and August need to be held responsible for like man up essentially and take accountability. And I'm like, yes and no. Like, do y'all know how bipolar works or what it looks like or what it means to be manic? Like, do y'all understand any of that? Right. Actually, this question, do you feel like it's harder if it- um, for a celebrity such as a Kanye or, or August to express it like you know someone like me you think it'll be easier for me to deal with my mental wellness versus uh, you know a celebrity such as them mm-hmm. I think for celebrities they are afforded the opportunity to talk about things openly and freely but I think at the same time because of their position that they're in they're stigmatized way more than anybody else like mm-hmm. we I have this conversation all the time with the people I'm around. We treat celebrities as if they are more Perfect. than they're not like they're still human at the end of the day. Let somebody come in your house with a camera and walk around day to day and see what your life looked like and see how much you like when people respond to you and criticize your life and talk about your life when a lot of us are doing the same thing. We just don't have a camera to show it. Facts. Exactly. I feel like for me, um, I would have to agree with T, but also um, I, I I think they have more access to definitely speaking to somebody, but at the same time, it's like, when do they? Like, when can they have access to speaking to 
on my psychologist or even like somebody genuinely wanting to hear them out and help them out, you know? I mean, um, I would have to say, um, just touching back on the Kanye, I used to, I, I never used to really understand him and thought that he was doing a lot of things for a show. And recently I, watching the video and what came out recently, I, I felt for him. I actually really felt for him and I feel like it was a passion, his cry. And um, I just felt extremely sad for him. And I understood at that moment that it is mental wellness. Mm -hmm. um, out here, um, people that are not famous or are not rich, um, we kind of tend to kind of just hold a lot of things in as well. Um, we don't have many people to talk to. I mean, there, there are some people that you can call and express your feelings to. But being famous, you're not only dealing with I don't think they have time to deal with their emotions as much as they can and or should be. And Kanye's, Kanye West, sorry, he lost his mother. He's been through hell and back. And right now he's trying to find the Lord and be Christian and he's still being knocked down. And it's really sad to see how negative people or just people attacking him in general. Mm -hmm. I just feel like they might have the access to definitely speaking to somebody, but do they have the time mentally? Because they, they have so many business running. They have a face to put up to the world. Family to take care of, too. Family to take care of, like, um, music in his case. So it's just, like, it, it's a lot for somebody that's famous. And I feel like maybe a lot of them suffer from mental wellness or, you know, like, depression, anxiety. I feel like... I feel like... Um, August, I didn't see his interview with, um, sorry, what's her name? Jada Pinkett. Jada Pinkett. <laughs> no, no, no. His interview with, um, oh, Angela Yee. Yes. Angela, um, Angela Yee Lee, whatever. You know what I mean. There we go. I didn't see, I didn't see the full interview, but I definitely feel like he was in his, his right to express the way he wants to express and get out what he needed. He's been suffering a lot and I'm actually a fan of his. <laughs> so um, it went from me listening and like loving his music to me not knowing anything about him to me hearing that at uh, one point in his life, he painted his whole house black or his bedroom black. And it, it sucks because nobody, and if you hear his story, he's he's gone through a lot too. And the only way to express himself because they are a face, they have to do it in front of the world. At this point, they can't hold it in anymore. They can't. So, now I feel like, like for celebrities, sometimes the like your own fans could cause you to to lose your mind in a sense. You get what I'm saying? Or because at the end of the day, celebrities get bullied too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, some More people might not see that. They be like, person. they be like, oh, you know what kind of level you on? You should accept it cope with that's why you see a lot of celebrities say they don't read comments they don't some of them don't have social media some of them mm -hmm. don't like to do certain things because of yo this is we we live in a cold world look at meg the meg the stallion she got shot in the foot the memes whew. and people were really like come on y'all i i don't i can't i say all the time like I identify with Cardi so much. She's the one I think of the most who's like, I'm not going to let y'all talk to me any kind of way or say anything to me any kind of way. 
and people get on her about that. But I'm like, at the same time, if somebody was on your page saying the stuff that you were blatantly saying to her, mm-hmm. you'd be ready. It would be a whole it's different on-site topic. thing. Okay. On-site. <laughs> but people just, I don't know. I don't know why we don't think that they're human just like the rest of us or that they're on some different pedestal because they have more money. Money don't equal happiness by any means. Mm-hmm. You can have all the Think about all the celebrities that you know that are addicted to substances or yeah. drugs or they have some underlying addiction issue or um, gambling or like they're trying to cope in the ways that they know how to. They're not always happy. Not, not a, yeah, a lot, a lot of them, a lot of them not like even what, what's the what's his name? Like even the ones that's come up young, like like a Justin Bieber, or like a Bauer or something. Look, Justin Bieber went through his whole thing. They thought something was wrong with him because he was, you know, they had they when they deal with it publicly, people think, oh, he crazy, something wrong with him. But if they keep it inside and then they lash out, they gonna still think that either way, if you try to cope with it and the yeah. public find out, they gonna be like, oh, Justin Bieber was crazy. Or if he just lashes out, they gonna be like, oh, he crazy. So it's like, it sucks. But at the end of the day, you have to, because I, I kind of agree with the statement. You, you know what you're getting into. Because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you you becoming famous. You know it comes. There's 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 shit that comes with it, so you are gonna okay. have to learn to deal with it. But at the same time, like you said, we all human. Like mm-hmm. some people, they'll say, "I didn't ask for this fame. I I got it." Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I didn't think it was gonna pop off like this. Exactly. And then yeah. I'm telling you, people is yo fifth fifty is like one of the biggest cyber bullies. <laughs> Or social media is, and this is what I say: like these people who present so outwardly, like full of themselves, for lack of better words, angry, aggressive. Like to me, those kind of people are hurt people, and the way that what they're dealing with is lashing out to other people and projecting onto other people. Like there's no reason for you to sit on social media all day and choose a different person almost every day to talk about. I'm not going. Like I'm not going to lie, yo. I did laugh at some of the ones he he did when I. When, it, when it's I saw it. funny. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I I laugh too, but it's like, dang, come on. But when now, you think me. about it, he's like, dang, you really had to go there though, bro. Like, the May- actually, the Mayweather ones were. The, the Mayweather ones were, yo. I felt yeah. bad for Mayweather, but the thing with Mayweather, he he was. It's sometimes so, you know when you, you just I say like they when I say big head is like they they a balloon. And mm-hmm. sometimes they they think too highly of themselves, and I felt like that whole thing with Fifty kind of popped the balloon and brought them back down to reality, a little mm-hmm. bit. A lot of people saw it as bullying, which don't get me wrong, it was a, a form of bullying. But I'm not saying people need that, but it was kind of reality check for Floyd Mayweather, Floyd as well, because mm-hmm. he he going out there boasting, thinking he this that's gonna come. It's gonna some backlash is gonna come from that. Yeah. And I tell I tell I tell everybody that I know. Yo, social media is a gift and a curse. It can help you and it can hurt you. Mm-hmm. So be mindful of what you put on there because there's no taking it back. You could you yeah. could delete a tweet, but they're going to find the shit. Okay. You could delete a picture, yeah. but they're going to find the shit. I'm like, a lot of y'all should have went to school for something else because y'all right? been telling for the wrong stuff now. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, come on now. You put some, and then uh, it goes back to like people that's, putting all their business on social media and then you get mad when people comment on it it's like how you how you getting mad that's that's not an invitation for you to just say whatever you want to say 
So, so, I mean, I, I struggle with that because it's like, oh, you put it out here so I can say whatever. Eh, I no. mean, but but all right. So if I put a all right, if I put a picture up, let me all right, say my shirt off, right? I know I'm gonna get negative. I might get more negative than positive comments. And right. me posting that, I should know, like, yo, I gotta prepare for whatever comments, because I can't stop anybody from, like you said, it's not an open invitation, but I can't stop anyone from saying what they want or leaving a comment. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I gotta be prepared to be like, yo, do you really want to put that picture up? Do you really want to hear what people say? So like, when I, I mean, when I post, I post whatever I want, because you know, you could take okay. it, but. When I always tell people, kind of be mindful, because like you said, it's not an open invitation, but people going to crash that party anyways, say what they want, post what they want, clown you and do whatever. And best thing you could do is what, delete it? But it's going to hit home. One comment is going to hit home at one point. It's a lot with social media, though. Sorry to interrupt you. But even if you um, post a picture that's like super, a picture of a tree that you really like seeing, and you're not getting as much likes as you as you like. You're gonna that, go post your titties next to the tree and see if you can get them. No, but the, my point is, is that <laughs> my point is that um, that's still gonna affect you because you're like, oh, I expected to get this much, but why didn't it? And maybe that's gonna come next, like what you just said, D. But um, definitely, um, like you said, it's a gift and a curse, and you have to learn how to use it. So. Um, things don't get to your mind the way it, like, I don't know, social media is just negative. I, I, most times it, it's, it's negative. And I feel like a lot of people around in our age, um, anybody that's like obsessed or on social media, um, are more so now dealing with some type of anxiety or, or some like, um, some type of depression, um, just because of, in my opinion, the amount of likes or or I have to do this to get this much of likes and if I don't then like no we're gonna try again and it's just kind of like a a mental thing where you think you have to keep up but it's like actually affecting you and Mm -hmm. um a lot of people need to learn how to use social media because it's not for everybody and make them do crazy shit too like you said you don't get them likes people go it's like that meme I forgot the the character the girl with the glasses and it says that when you post something, then you don't think you get you don't get the likes you want. Then it show her like taking her shirt off. Um, I got I'm gonna find the meme. I got I'm gonna find the meme and send it to y'all. But it's okay. true because you take the regular picture and you don't get no like. Then the next thing you know, your shirt coming off. You got the you know your bra, and you still not getting likes. Then you in your lingerie posing. Then you get a little right. more nice. Next thing you know, you damn near naked on on social media just to get the approval of people that don't even know you. Yeah, because we sensationalize everything. Like, unfortunately, sex sales and Mm -hmm. drama sales, and that's what people buy into. Like, even with the podcast, and I have a nonprofit too. Like, the stuff that I post is very uh, one informational, but it's like stuff that people need to hear or need to see. But it's like you'll see somebody else that'll post. I mean, I don't want to say trash, but the stuff just sometimes is outrageous. Like outrageous see it's like mad people up there and at first it used to bother me and I'm like you know what I can't even I can't even put myself there in that place because people are going to like what people are going to like regardless and my of being up here isn't for people to like all of my stuff it's to get the message out there that's why I started this in the first place so if people like it great if they scroll past it and listen to it for two seconds cool right keep 
but I'm I'm not about to be next to a tree doing some other stuff. Twerking on the tree. We're going to do yeah. What What is the, um? what's the shit that they, everybody into now? Members only or whatever it's called? I'm not making no members the only. Fans, for my, fans, fans only. only. Yeah, there you go. You go. Next thing you know, you're going to go from a tree to a fan, fan only version of you with the tree. But okay. now, it was one of your episodes that I listened to. It says healers hurt too. Mm-hmm. I, I like that one. That one was that one was deep. You know, like I said, I felt like I was in church. I was like, preach. When I when I heard that one, I'm like, yeah, I definitely got to reach out to you and see if we if we could link up because that one was that one that one. I mean, a lot of like most of them touch touch home. I was just like, yo, yeah, I like this, yo. Yeah, I could I related to that one as well, actually, a lot. Yeah, that for me. To be quite honest, um, I had took a very, not very long break, but long enough. And so, even, I mean, even saying stuff like what I say on my podcast, I'm very transparent yeah. on my podcast. And every time I go up there, my anxiety is through the roof because I'm like, all right, once you say it, it's out there. Yeah. People are an open it. book at this point. It's got to deal with it. But at the same time, I think what's helped me is I get more positive responses than negative, like, now oh, why are you telling me your business or why are you up there saying this and is more like dang thanks sis because i'm going through this too or this happened to me or this person died and i didn't know how to deal with it that's the stuff that's like i can be transparent if it means it's going to help somebody else on the other side because it's not always about you either nice. like sometimes and i think with celebrities too some of the things that they say are come forward with because they're not the only person struggling with that but now you have a platform to spread awareness for people exactly so that's what you use it for but yeah, I, I, I was about to say, yeah, me, I'm, I'm listening, I'm driving in my car listening. I was like, yo, the one with is the episode. You was like, yo, you about to cry? Like I was about to cry with you. I was like, yo, I was. I, like, I stopped what I was doing and gave for it the real. moment. Like, but like, then I heard her catch it. Like she went like like it was like a. She kind of just there. kept going, and I'm yeah. like, ooh, that's I can't do that. She she, she reversed the tip. I was like, I was I was right with. Her. I was like, I was like, yo, I hit the man up. I was expecting it, and she just went, and I was like, oh, so we're gonna continue, okay? Keep talking. Keep talking. We gotta get through it. I had to pep talk myself. I had to be like, yo, man up, yo, chill, come on. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, it's so therapeutic. Sometimes I'm not. I'm just to be able to talk sometimes Absolutely. because I think identify more with things that they can actually resonate with like oh no this happened to me like even um i think on my last last two ish episodes i finally became public with the fact that i have ms i got diagnosed last year and so for me that was the most anxiety provoking thing to say because i'm like oh i don't want people to look at me different like oh she's disabled or anything like that because it's the exact opposite But it was like from being able to do that and then the people that came from doing that. And I'm like, okay, all right, God, well, I guess this is what you want me to do. So I'm just going to keep going and yeah, do the next. And, and like you said, you help, you, it's not about like you, you know what I mean? It's who you can help. And I'm telling you, you, you I know for, for anybody that hears it, hears your, your podcast, I know it's going to touch them. If not every episode, at least one will. Cause like I said, Everyone had me. I was just like, yo, I ain't gonna front. I thought I was, I felt like I was in church being preached. I was very like, very informative. Yeah. I'm like, how she know that about me, yo? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, yo, but a lot of people don't know mel- men- mental wellness could be different things. Like I said, like depression could be one. Like 
it took me a while to, um, cause I went through depression at one point and it took me a while to realize that I was going through it. Cause it was okay. when my grandmother passed mm-hmm. and my grand, you know, everybody in my family, my grandmother was like, um, like the mother, like the big mama. Like when you see them black movies and the grandmother, the glue, the glue to the family. Right. Hey. So when she passed, yo, I was on a, yo, Duce was my, I mean, not Duce, Henny was my best friend. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you could, you got family members you could talk to, but at the end of the day, they didn't, yo, we all had a different type of relationship with my grandmother. So it was like, I had no one really to talk to. Like, friends was trying to talk to me. You know, I'd talk or whatever, but, yo, that Henny was, at one point, Henny was talking back to me, yo. It was like, yo, keep drinking me, bro. I got you. And you know, I was drink, I was drinking the henny. I mean, I didn't. Good thing I didn't spiral down a crazy hole before I caught myself and was like, "Yo, all right, henny, we we were having too many conversations now." But at that point, like, yo, no one could get through to me, yo. And that's like that is how it happens. Yeah. And that's why I say all the time, like, please don't think you're exempt from life happening to you because you like, and never in a million years that I think I would wake up one day, go to the doctor, and they'd be like, "All right, this is what's up." True mm-hmm. facts, facts. No, that's not it. And so, like, mm-hmm. even for me, like as a therapist, and that's why I talk about it on my show. Like, I had depression last year when that stuff happened, and depression is a scary beast. It, it is. Like, it's, it's not. No, it's not. No ho. That's the first thing that came to my mind. It's not <laughs> like gonna do what it's gonna do, whether that's drinking or smoking or like just sleeping all the time, not wanting to talk to people, being extra angry for no reason, like it presents so differently for people. And I think it's like, oh, I'm just having a hard time. It's like, it could be a hard time. Absolutely. It could also be maybe you experience some depression right now. And people don't think of mm-hmm. like death as something that would be a reason for you to have a mental health issue. Because if you think like Kanye, him losing his mom, he didn't just lose his mom. He lost his mom in a traumatic way. Extremely. Yeah. For her to die. Like that happened suddenly. He didn't have time to prep for oh, she's sick and she's been sick for this long. And this is what we're going to do is, oh, she went into surgery, she came out and she didn't. Exactly. And now you have to deal with that. And traumatic grief is a real thing. And I don't think people understand that. Like all of this it stuff. It went downhill for him after that. And it, and it was in the media. Like I said, your, your fans could be one of the biggest bullies because, yo, this mom, this mom passed on a, a, a table. She was doing an operation, like surgery mm-hmm. or something. Plastic surgery. Plastic yeah. surgery. And they still have people being negative about it. Then they mm-hmm. try to say that was his sacrifice for the Illuminati. Like it was so much oh, craziness yeah. that oh, they yeah. was talking. I'm like, yo, at the end of the day, you could love the man, hate the man, whatever. But that, yo, he lost his mother, yo. Mother. And he had a good relationship with his mother too. It's not like, oh, uh, you know, whatever. But they, they was, they were tight from what I hear. And imagine thinking that you have all the money in the world. In that moment, and you couldn't, and, you couldn't and save your her. money, and your money couldn't save her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. But people don't think about it like that, you know. Under the table, and I tell her that all the time. You gotta wait. Like if you gonna go out, just just wait a little bit. Let me get some time because I, you just yeah. don't. I don't know how I would cope with that, and yeah. I don't think any of us know until it's like. To the, to the history, you like like you mm-hmm. said that, that that shit ain't no hoe, yo. That shit will run up on you, bomb, hit you, oh, shit, yeah, you, you fall, that shit will kick you, head. hell yeah, that shit will kick you, stomp you, punch you while you down. Wake up one day and be like, wow, I really been in my room for like 30 days. Word. If they have a, um, cause even mental wellness could even tie to bipolar. I was watching this thing 
um, on Amazon Prime is a show called Modern Love. Okay. And at first I'm like, I don't want to watch this shit, but it basically shows like, <laughs> I, I want to say like every, every, ep- it was like a, like a shit, a season, it's like season one or whatever. But uh, every episode showed a different character and what they go through. Okay. And the one that stood out most, because it showed like different relationships. The one that stood out to me was um, Bipolar. And I can't remember the chick's name. She played Catwoman in Dark Knight. Okay. Can't remember her name, whatever. Save my life. I could see her in my mind. Can't remember her name. But it showed it showed her like she was on cloud nine. Like when it showed that episode, she was on cloud nine doing her thing. She met this dude um, in the supermarket. Like, boom, all right, cool, you know. Say they going to dinner, make reservations. She was like, yeah, she excited. You know, I think she told him to come over or something for dinner. Excited, mm-hmm. whatever, boom. He comes, she not like her bipolar just hit her out of nowhere. And she wrapped up in bed and she was like, it showed how she could go from sunshine to rain in a blink of mm-hmm. an eye. And I was like, yo, she played the hell out of that, that role. Cause it kind of like, you know, I heard of, you know, bipolar, depression before but never really you know hadn't saw a movie on or anything but that kind of brought light to me that is crazy because some people might not have might have it not know it like mm-hmm. she like I said she went from sunshine to tropical thunderstorm like she didn't want to leave the house it's to the point where she was about to lose her job because she didn't really she didn't tell anybody so they mm-hmm. just thought like it was wrong with her she one minute she good the next minute she like down and stuff I mean, it didn't show how to cope with it, but it kind of shed light on someone dating with bipolar. So, I mean, I'm not trying to plug for the show, but if you ever on Amazon and you click in, so I watch it. <laughs> look on, look modern love because they show different scenarios for different um relationship and how people cope. But you know, like yeah. bipolar is 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 something serious, man. Like. I work in a hospital and I, I, I dealt with, like, I just communicate with some of these patients. And I had a lady on the phone who she she was skits and bipolar. Mm-hmm. So the lady was talking to me like normal. Like we was talking, telling me her medical issues and everything. Next thing I know, the lady's like, who are you and why the fuck are we on the phone? And I was just like, I was like, wait, hold on. So I'm looking and I'm just like, yo, I'm thinking in my head, like I'm ready to defend myself. Like, who the fuck this lady talking to? So it's like, not about you. It's, right? it's not about me. So I like we have access to like their charts or whatever. So I'm looking through her notes and it says bipolar, it says schizophrenic, it's, it's a lot. And I'm just like, and this lady cursing me out. And then like, I kid you not, she went back to like, so um, when can I get an appointment? And I was, yo, that shit kind of hit me. It was just kind of, that shit threw me left. I was like, yo, wait, hold on. Yeah. This lady just cursed me out and she's asking for my help. And it's, and it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's my lack of knowledge. Cause if I didn't see her chart, I probably would have spazzed out on the lady and be like, who the fuck you talking to? I didn't fucking help you. But I, you know what I mean? I didn't know. So it was like, it's crazy. Like the shit that we don't, that, that we think we know. And but, don't know. But we really don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean. And that's what I was going to say before you told that story. I really think sometimes it's the ignorance of just really not knowing. Like, people think about bipolar and they think angry. But at yep. the same time, it can be euphoria too. Like, you up here. 
and you having the best time of your life, you in the best mood of your life, everything's going great, nothing can go wrong, and then now you down yep. and you don't know how to deal with it. And sometimes that comes with depression, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes that comes with mania, sometimes it doesn't. Like it all depends on the person and what they're going through and how their brain is wired too, because I think people fail to realize that it is something biologically incorrect with their not incorrect because I hate to say it like that, but their brain is not wired the same as the average person. Like something has crossed while they are behaving in the ways that they are behaving because sometimes they genuinely cannot control that. Sure. Some people can do meds and function. Some people can go without meds and function. It just all depends on that person and how they're able to cope with it. But I do think people need to educate themselves more before they open their mouths to say something. Like we love to just go off the hip. Don't even think about it. Just say something. Just like, Think about that before you said it. It's like our parents tell us, you got to think before you speak sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like with the mental wellness, do you feel like people who suffer from that? Because I was trying to, I ain't going to friend, I was trying to read up on stuff before before we came on here because I was like, yeah, I know you're going to be on here. Let me try to educate myself a little <laughs> no, bit. <laughs> but I ain't going to friend, I took a little nap, so. So do you feel like people that's that's going through that do you feel like mm-hmm. the, the um, like, let's say we have, like, just I'm just throwing a number out there, everybody. It's not a real number. Let's just say 10% of America is dealing mm-hmm. with it. I'm pretty, I feel like it's more, but let me just use that for example. Let's say 10%. Okay. Do you feel like that 10% is a higher rate of committing suicide than the 90% that don't suffer from it or experiences it? That is hard to call. Just, a, just your opinion. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to say it's hard to call just because some people have really learned to manage it and what it looks like and have really come to an understanding of what it means to have the diagnosis of being bipolar. Not necessarily that you as a person are bipolar, but you have a bipolar diagnosis. And some people have really come to terms with that and learn how to manage. Now, for the people who haven't and are having delusions all the time or paranoia all the time, can't trust one person from the next people aren't supportive of them because a big part of that is having support but if you go off rip and you don't have anybody then it's like who are you supposed to talk to like even when you were talking about depression earlier being in that space where you know you need help but you don't want to interact with anybody to need help and it was the same thing for me when I was in my space like what can we do for you what do you need I just need y'all to leave me alone that's what I need I just space and I think some people because of the stigma that comes with it there probably is a good percentage of people who do commit or think about committing suicide if nothing else or on the other side of homicide because you can have so i would say it's a toss-up to be quite honest i have a question um in regards to being medicated uh, Mm -hmm. or would would it is it possible, and I know maybe for other things such as like um, schizophrenia or like bipolar, like would, is there a natural way, more natural way of um, beating your mental wellness? Like, does it have to be based on taking medication, antidepressants? Um, is like, is, is there a way of going through your mental wellness without taking any medication because I'm not an advocate for like medication and again, and again I just disclose this we are not doctors this is just our opinions yeah, everybody 
by any means, but I struggle with the thing about medication too. And I think for me as a therapist versus the general population of therapists, like I'm more on the holistic side of things. Like I want to know what's out there. I want to do yoga. I want to do meditation. I want right. to figure out like aromatherapy. Um, there are ways to deal with stuff. Like even with my diagnosis, I switched my diet recently because I learned that there are things that hinder me from being able to heal myself. So right. let those things out. And I think sometimes it can be a situation where you don't have to take meds. Every diagnosis does not require it. When you think about like schizophrenia, just because of the severity of it sometimes, like the lady on the phone, for some people that can be them all day, every day. Like that's right. just reality. And I remember working at an agency before where there was a psychiatrist in the office and we would always get these reps to come in and sell stuff because, you know, medicine is a, is a business. Right. They want to sell you the stuff, but they had this um, simulation exercise that we went through where they gave us headphones and we like watched this video, but we are supposed to be the person in the video who has schizophrenia. And so in the headphones, all you hear is just like, oh, you're so stupid. They think you're crazy. You, and it's just like over and over and different voices. And so I think for people who deal with it really severely, I think that medication probably is better for them just to maintain. But I don't think it's a situation where people have to be zombies. And I say right. that all the time. If you're on meds, it's okay, but advocate for yourself. If it don't feel right to you, if you take it and now you feel like you're asleep all the time or you're just moving through life, but you're not present, tell them that. You don't have to be on that high dosage. Like, today, right. I can't tell them this, but medicine is it's a cash cow. Yeah. Like, the pharmaceutical business is Boom. pumping yeah. money. Like, right. I can't stand it. it. It blows me up, but that's what they do, and that's the business, and it just makes more sense to people keep people sick because you can get money from them. And that's one thing I always say too, because at the end of the day, if I go to a doctor and the doctor, like me, I hate medicine. Like I don't take pills for nothing. You can't get me to take a pill for like anything. Like I'm like a kid. Don't give me no damn pill. Give me a liquid or I'm not taking anything. I, I smoke a blunt and relax. I'm not, don't give me no pill, but. Um, it's taking a long time to get to the pills. I'm like, Ugh, right, come right? on. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, Ma, I can't swallow. As a kid, I'm like, Ma, I can't swallow. She's like, put in some peanut butter and, and you'll be all right. I'm like, nah, I'm I, I can't crush do it. it and put it in your you tea or something. Swallow the pill. You're being silly. I'm like, no, right? but I really swallow it. I was a pro at swallowing, like, trying to know. Like, I had no problem. Uh, and I enjoyed I was like a show off low key. Like, I used to be like, like, you swallowed it already? I'm like, yeah, you just swallow. Like, don't think about it. Just swallow. Not me. I used to hit that shit. I used to put it in the corner, like, yeah, I took it. Walking, <laughs> going to the bathroom, right, right in the trash. And and the thing is, I I felt good. Like I was just like, I feel like a lot of times it's, it's like your mind playing tricks on you a little bit. Because if I go to a doctor and the doctor say, "Yo, you gonna need X Y Z to feel better," as a patient, I'm gonna listen to that doctor and go take X Y Z to make me feel better. You know okay, what I mean? Babe. As a as a a regular person, but me, I'm hard headed. The doctor said take X Y Z. I'm like, ah, whatever. Let me hold mm -hmm. off first, but. As a regular person going to a doctor, they're going to take the, the guidance of the doctor because that's your doctor. So my, right. I can, you can go to a doctor and they be like, yo, you're losing hearing a little 50% of your hearing in your, in your ear. Your mind's going to fuck with you to make you really think you are when you're really not. So mm -hmm. I feel like, like you said, like people, they sometimes they might do shit to make money. They might tell you like, yo, take this medication right here, knowing that you taking this medication could cause something some something to happen where you need to take this other medication 
to feel better from it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. You watch the commercials and it's like, take this, but also Side your butt's going to fall off. We're going to lose some toes. You're going to fall over a few times a day. You're going to just like, well, what am I taking it's it for? for? Exactly. Like, for what? You try to kill me anyways. <laughs> and it's hard when you are put in a situation where you're dealing with something that you want relief from and you really just don't know any other way. Like, if I take this, is it going to make me feel better? Is it going to quiet down some of the things I hear on a daily basis? Is it going to help me function? Like people really sometimes have to make life decisions when it comes to medication. And it right. sucks because it does sometimes cause other issues. And sometimes exactly. the medication they use is for a variety of things, which don't make sense to me. Because right. why can I use it for cancer, but also for chicken pox, but mm -hmm. also for like... It's not enough unless y'all just know what y'all doing, which they do. But that's another conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, um, we, we definitely gotta have that conversation. I feel like that's where there's a lot of like now natural paths. I'm not sure if mm -hmm. I am saying that correctly, but um, instead of a lot of people going to doctors, they are um, having appointments with natural paths. And for some reason, not that I'm surprised just with the name natural. I'm sold from, from like, in my opinion, but um, a lot of people have found great results from that. And that's why I was asking in regards to medicine and just trying to find natural ways. Um, I had a friend that would always say, I'm like, I suffer from anxiety. I suffer from anxiety. And at the time being young, um, I thought a lot of the time, like, I'm like, I feel like you're doing this to yourself because it's like a mental game that you're playing. And um, not that I don't, like when it, when it came to her, like I was just always trying to like figure it out. Like what's making you like this? Because um, I feel like I'm a natural, I'm a healer. Like I attract a lot of people or just not, not a lot of people, but generally like if I know that one of my friends are down or something's happening, like I feel like I have the sense of power of helping them, you know? Healers hurt so too. Yeah, exactly. So when I was um, with her most of the time, if she had a mental breakdown, if, if she needed me, like I was there and um, I just never used to understand it. And um, there was a point because she was like a pothead. Okay. Like she was like extremely like smoking weed, smoking weed. And like I felt I felt like when she would smoke weed, it wouldn't really do much to her. Like she would still have the high energy, but she believed that, okay, yeah, this is gonna help me out. Mm. Um, things just got like really like she, at one point, again, like this was a, a while back, my grandma also passed away, and that was a time when I needed my best friend the most, and she ended up disappearing on me. Mm. And at that point, I was like, fuck your feelings fuck how you feel i'm suffering right now because just like you d like my grandma was everything for me so i was like i'm dealing with now yes i have anxiety right now I, i'm probably going through depression but i don't i can't really diagnose myself you know mm -hmm. but i was obviously just like all over the place and when she wasn't with me and she tried to bring up oh my anxiety i was like yo fuck you yo, but fuck. not like <clears throat> I, I actually I was just like nah like I was there for you for so long and you weren't there for me but now knowing that this is something that she was like extremely like big on like 
I am suffering from this thing, um, from anxiety, sorry. I um, was able to kind of take my step back because I still didn't understand. Um, I thought more so than anything, she probably should have stopped smoking weed as much as she, she should have. And um, we, we did go our separate ways, but um, with her, there was a point where she did um, do the medicine. I think she did antidepressants. And when I saw her, her mood was great. Like she was, I didn't agree with it, but she was a complete different person than who she was when she was on weed or when she was just her Herself. natural Herself. self. Yeah. And um, at a point like that, like I understood like, yeah, maybe you need antidepressants mm -hmm. and um, this is helping you. But at the yeah. same time, I was conflicted because I was like, eh, I don't they, agree with they you. Are. Yeah, it's not, yeah. they're not the person that you know them to be. Right. Yeah. Anxiety so, is a sneaky one, though. It, anxiety is a sneaky one. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. There's levels to it. Like, you have people, so I have anxiety. Like, right. a lot of people I know have anxiety. And I think for me, for a long time, I did not know. It was like even becoming a therapist, it was like, oh, shit, girl, you got anxiety. Mm. That's why all the time you're thinking this. That's why your mind is in a thousand places at one time. But I it's like, that too. okay, but I, yeah. I didn't know. And it wasn't until I started having conversations with people. And they're like, you're so anxious. And I'm like, what? What are you even talking about? And then I started listening to the things that I would say out loud because what was on my highlight reel in my brain would start to come out mm. my mouth in conversations. And I'm like, oh, right. you're going to a dark place real fast. How did we get here? Mm. Like, how did we get out of the conversation? And so I think, like for me, I'm not on meds for it because I can manage it. But there are some people who it really affects them to the point where they can't even leave the house. Like you right. have a leaving the house because of what may happen if you step out the door. Facts. Or people who have phobias like arachnophobia and all the other stuff. But Someone told me that they think I might have anxiety low key. And I was like, what? It was like, yo, because first they used to say I had OCD. And I was like, no, I don't. I'm just, I just, I just like a clean space. But it was like, yeah. dude, you over, you overthink a lot. We'd be like, yo, we going to the club. You'd be like, all right, if we go to the club, make sure you got your eye on this exit right here. Because, you know, we go to the club, niggas might shoot it up. So you got to make sure you go this way. You got to go that way. Keep a beer bottle in your back pocket. If someone act up, you can hit them with it. <laughs> my guy. Yeah. Right, my man. Yeah. Like, I'm a friend that goes. And I already know what time it is. Like yep. the crowd a certain way. If it get too loud, I'm like, all right, y'all. I think it's time for us, you know, time to, to peep whatever it's gonna be, so we can get out. But most times, I be right, right, like, because I'm so in tune to like what's going on in my environment versus everybody else. They just bopping, drinking, smoking, doing whatever. Go but it's like, world. look, keep ten and two. Like, what <laughs> you see them? Like, what they doing? They moving too fast. Like, what's going? <laughs> Yo, I, I, I be on that. And someone told me, all right, so I remember we all went to the movies. A bunch of us going to the movies. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so we in the movies. I was like, yo, all right, let's sit on these seats right here because we could hop over without getting hurt if anything okay. pop off. And this is after, like, the, the whole Shoot. Batman shooting, uh -huh. the movie shooting. So I ain't going to front. I'm in a the movie theater. And, you know, when you, you want to go to a movie, you want to relax and enjoy the movie. But I was kind of like, all right. Why, he, why she got that big bag in here? You know what I mean? I'm, and I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, you notice that in the movie theater, they don't they don't got metal detector. They don't search anybody. anybody. So, like, that's when I kind of felt like I'm like, All right, I think I low-key do got anxiety because we at the movie theater, I'm thinking everything like, yo, I could I could have walked in here with a gun. 
and no one would have known who else in here got a gun. So, and it's not like, and when they said, I was like, yo, I don't think it's really anxiety. It's just me thinking because the, the world that we live in now is so fucking crazy that you can't even go and enjoy a movie without like people. You anxiety on your chest, though. Right? Yeah. I mean, because, like, I mean, I got <laughs> asthma, and I feel like yes. sometimes I'd be like, yo, I'm about to have an asthma attack. It's really not. I think yeah. it's low key a, 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 a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Not that no shoe. No. Like what I started to learn because there was a long time where I would get this feeling in my chest and I'd be like, what is going on? And it would bother me because I didn't know what it was. Hmm. And then when I realized like when you get anxious, when there are a lot of things happening and you haven't quite processed what's going on, your chest starts to get tight. Yes. Or right. if it's like so bad, my stomach is out of here. Like you think about kids or people who say they have IBS most times any gastrointestinal issue is anxiety one but i think too for us as people i think out of everybody we probably struggle with it the most because the world is set up for us to be worried all the damn time like uh, afforded the opportunity to breeze through life and be cool we got to worry about whether or not our mans is coming home our kids are coming home if i go and this white man doesn't agree with what I say, how is he going to respond to me? Or if Karen say something, like, how is that going to go? If I go to my job today and I don't code switch quite the right way, then how are these people going to feel? Like, that breeds anxiety because you're always on guard for everything. I feel like a lot of people, I think most people suffer for anxiety. Um, mm -hmm. I, I know how to cope with mine, but I don't necessarily like putting or saying that I have or that I don't have. I say mm -hmm. that I get anxious, you know, that's yourself. I don't accept it. I don't yeah. Like I don't accept it. And for a lot of friends that I speak to about like, or if they have anxiety, I usually say, yeah, I felt anxious today, but I won't say I suffer from anxiety because I feel like, again, I'm not trying to accept that because I know if anything, a lot of people, especially in my family, um, we i feel like everybody has some type of like anxiety attack or just feels uncomfortable extremely uncomfortable about something and um i usually see it when somebody's just pacing back and forth and there's just like what what like what's going on like why are you pacing and um for me what i try to do more often is focus on my breathing like i take a big deep breath um and then i try to do something that i enjoy and usually when it's too too much for me i have to take a nap like i'm like i'm shutting down we're shutting this off signing out like i'm done for today like that's um that's how i deal with it usually but the next day i enjoy time like near the lake i don't know if you know but i live in toronto okay oh so, so pretty yeah. pardon so pretty out there yeah <laughs> but um now that it's summertime um one of like my biggest things like when I'm when I'm feeling kind of just like overloaded with stuff like I like to go by the lake and I feel like that's something that I would recommend a lot of people to do is to kind of just like go out for a breath of air like even if you know your body wants to stay home and you're feeling stuck like just try to ignore what's around you and go go put your foot on the grass, like just be with nature a little bit because we just kind of need that that universe touch. Like I just need a hug from the universe, but that's just me, you know? So since being home, like I have spent so much time outside. Where's home? 
backyard. I'm in North Carolina. All right, North Carolina. big up North Carolina. Just like being in the backyard or just going outside or going on a walk with my friend, like will really put my mood somewhere up here. Right. If I'm feeling and that breath work is a great game changer because it tricks your body into thinking that you're okay. Like we're always in this fight or flight response. Exactly. And when our body thinks we're in danger, it's like, okay, like, let's go ahead, tighten up. Let's get her ready for war because that's what's about to happen. When in reality, there's no danger. Like th- there's nothing happening. You're okay. But our body doesn't know that it just knows how it feels. Yeah. So like when I started doing breath work and really checking in with myself, just to feel your body release, it's like, oh, this is what it feels like not to feel stressed. Right. To just release yourself and be okay. Right. So I, I recommend that to any and everybody. Go outside. That's, no, that, Take that, it easier. That's what's up. Or Later. you can get into an entanglement. You never know. You know what I mean? That can help. <laughs> Boy, that's going to make it worse. Go ahead, get in your own entanglement. I'm going to go outside. Yeah, you do that by yourself. Thank you. <laughs> you say you're in North Carolina. I'm, do, I'm doing a plug real quick. I'm big up to my boy Bubba. He got a seafood restaurant there called Seafood Connection. Where? You, you, it's in North Carolina. You should check it out. I'll, I'll give you the info. A huh? hundred counties out here. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna send you the info. Definitely, okay. definitely gotta check them out. It's probably like an hour away from you, right? Because I'm in Durham. I mean, I don't know anything about North Carolina. I just know we got it there. <laughs> Basketball. I'm just shouting huh? out. No, no, no. I'm saying I don't know any. Like, I never. Like, I, oh, I, never, I don't know the area. I've been to North Carolina like maybe twice ever in my life, and it was for basketball. It was like we was in and out, so it was mm-hmm. never like I never. Ex- experienced it like i was supposed to go to north carolina actually before this whole covid thing took place like i was supposed to go check my mans out <laughs> so but a great yeah. topic about how a lot of people probably went through a lot of anxiety and depression I'm, during this COVID. time yes absolutely so my um full-time job like outside of podcast and my nonprofit, i'm a trauma therapist and when this stuff first popped off, like we had to have conversations around like, what are we about to do? Because our kids that were already being abused mm-hmm. are most likely going to be abused even more. DSS doesn't have the same access to them. Domestic violence is going to go up. Addiction is going, like all of these things where you had somewhere else to go so you didn't have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like work is a safe place for people sometimes. So like that's legitimate. Like this whole COVID thing can be traumatic for a lot of people. Yeah, I like oh I like gosh. that you brought that up because you know you we don't like I was I wasn't thinking anything like that with this whole COVID with people staying home, but it's, I'm glad you shine a little light on it because for some people you're right, work is some type of escape for kids. School is a safe place for them. I mean, it's a I, meal for them. Oh my gosh, my heart just broke. <laughs> but it's that's a reality, and what people like when we don't deal with it, we don't have to think about it. Because this wouldn't have been something that would have been on the forefront of my mind if it wasn't something that I do every day. Right. But the conversations that I'm used to having, it's like, it makes sense. But also, we in two pandemics. So you got the trauma from COVID and you got the trauma from them killing us. So either way, like, it's a recipe for not great things right now. So, yo, world, this is this is a little snippet from her, her podcast. You got to check her out, Cope for the Culture. <laughs> Like I'm telling you, she I'm from Brooklyn and she had me about to shed a tear. You know that's hard for us Brooklyn dudes. You know. (laughs) (laughs) So she had me. Men cry, men cry. Yo, men cry. I'm, I'm, yo, I already know what men do cry, and I'm drinking Douce too. It might make me cry right now. You you never, you never know. Let it out. 
We support you. We're here for you. Okay, this is a safe space. Yo, no, no, like to keep it a buck. That, yo, when my grandmother passed, I had a moment. Yo, I broke. Yo, I broke down several times. I had to, like, I felt like I had to let out. And after I, I cried and everything, I felt, I felt better. Yeah. Like I felt better. I'm, yo, I remember one time I was taking a shower. I think that was the worst. I broke down. I think I was in the shower for the longest. Yo, I was. Huh? Sat on that floor in that shower, yo, didn't you? Yo, I felt like I, I was in a movie. Like this though, with his hand on. Yeah, this. yo, I felt like I was in a movie. I felt like I was in a movie scene. I was just like, yo, somebody signed me up for a movie. This is a good, this is a good scene right here, yo. I can't you. I was like, yo, this is a this is this right here. This is real. This is real life. This is the real pain. But not there like not not some serious shit. Like not like just letting it out because it's like I don't like. To be honest, a lot like I don't think nobody that knows me have seen me cry except for like except for anybody that was at my grandmother's funeral and my mother. But nobody mm-hmm. fat like friends, family, no 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 one's really except for like yeah, like I said, except for the funeral, no one's really seen me like cry, cry, except for my mother. And mm-hmm. when I was in the shower, I'm telling you, I was I was yo, I was in a I was in a rough spot, yo, my grandmother passed. I was I was oh. taking showers and I was drinking. Wow. And I broke down like yo, I broke down in the shower, yo. Like and it was some it was like I had an out of body experience. Like I could see myself breaking down and I'm talking to myself like yo, chill with the henny. You don't need henny yeah. to get by. Well, go play you, go right play man. ball or something. And you know, ba- like yeah. I said, basketball and henny was my best friends during that whole that whole time and I you know Henny's Henny's still my best friend I ain't gonna you know I'm not gonna lie that's cool yeah I like my Henny from here and there but you know it's not every day but I want to say for the first three weeks I want to say I probably drunk like every day Mm -hmm. for like three weeks and I'm like I said I'm glad it didn't go to like alcoholism or anything like that I was able to catch myself but yeah I was drinking like almost every I'm talking about like not not eating, just sitting there drinking, reminiscing every every day, just sitting there, just chilling. And I, I know and, what that feels like. Right, and I'm just like, yo, I'm bugging. They didn't teach us how to deal with this stuff. They, I, like, I know. We learned a lot of things growing up, and this is a conversation I've been having with my mom. And it's like nothing against you as a mom because you did everything that you could for us with what you had. At the same time a lot of us don't have conversations around how to cope, what it looks like to have emotions, what it means to cry, what you may experience if you lose a family member because that's permanent. Like they don't come back. You don't get to see them again. You don't get to have times with them again. Like that can really alter your life. Just like a relationship, you break up with somebody and it feel like the end of the world. Now imagine that person not being here ever. Ever. Like it's the same thing. Yeah. I think if we don't remember nothing else from this episode, the body keeps the score, mm-hmm. meaning everything that we deal with, our body takes on that stress. And whether we let it out or not, it stays there. Thanks. And a lot of the time that presents. So you feeling like you were outer body, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like what we call dissociating. And I've had it many a times. You just check out because it's easier to be outside than the inside. Hey, what, what did you say it was called again? Dissociation. Like when people say I have an outer body experience or I checked out or I just, what do we call it? Uh, daydreaming. Mm, yeah. Right. Association. It's our way of not dealing with the reality. If I step outside of myself or 
tell myself like I'm in a movie or I'm just watching this happen, but it's not actually happening to me, then I can deal with that better. Are you kind of going through a sign of like mental wellness when that happens or is that just something natural? A way to cope with it? A lot of people deal with it. Like a lot of times with trauma, people would dissociate. So a lot of the kids and families that I work with, sometimes a major symptom for them is dissociation. Mm. Because if you think about things like sexual abuse, physical abuse, like you've watched somebody die, you found your parent, like those things are very traumatic. So if I can just pretend, not pretend, because that's not a good word. But if I can like check out or step outside of myself to not deal with this, then that's going to make me feel a lot better than having to be here and relive it every day. Yeah, I had a I had a moment like that. That's why I'm asking. Um, my, my family and I did a big move and um, my ex at the time, we went through like this horrible situation. And when I got to Toronto, I was um, pretty much they uh advised me a psychologist mm-hmm. i believe and um my thing with with explaining to her how i felt was i can be sitting here and i could look outside and everything just looks unreal to me mm-hmm. like i feel like this is what the world is like it just looks extremely just like not like i'm out of place right now yeah, yeah. and um yeah, like it was definitely, I've, I've never felt like that ever before or after. Like that moment in my life, I was like, why do I feel like my life, like I will touch myself and I'm like, this is just a body. Like it was, it was a weird experience for sure. I was just wondering if that was just because I was probably like. Stress? Yeah, like what, what was I going through depression and didn't know it, like. And it doesn't have to be like an exact diagnosis for you to experience that. Like just, we overwork our bodies all the time. Our bodies live in a constant state of stress and it can only take but so much. Right. It just can't. So I like when I first started doing trauma therapy two years ago now, I remember some of my first sessions when I would hear stuff that just sounded like ridiculous to me. I could never in a million years make these stories up. The way I dealt with in this in this situation, like I'm still your therapist and I'm still here, but my man's I'm gone. Like yeah. I step out because if not, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna cry, and I'm gonna break down with you, and that's not helpful for you or me. So <laughs> we gotta get it together. But it's just it's just a way of coping sometimes for some people is to just tap out. Our biggest right. biggest for you for doing that, like you said, is like you will you probably break you break down break down with them. Like I told you, I be I was listening to you. I was I had a moment, you know what I mean? I had a, had a little moment. I ain't gonna front. And I used to do property management for like ten years, and I used to have mm-hmm. people come to me and tell me like some shit, boy. I was like, yo, I ain't no psychologist, but you you can't talk to me about this because I I can't. I'm not gonna say like, yo, you you should do this, you should do that. Mm-hmm. But people used to tell me some deep thought things. So I, I know you probably get that times ten. So definitely big ups to you and, and what you do. Like you know what I mean? We appreciate it. I mean, I don't know how often you hear, but we appreciate you, man. Like we appreciate you, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Thank you. I appreciate if we have time, I want to ask one more question. Um, how do you separate taking work, separating work, and going home, and dealing with your um, mental wellness? Girl, good one. 
Like I said, in the beginning, it was pretty rough because, so the work that I did before this was more like behavioral-based therapy. Mm-hmm. So we're just, you get in trouble sometimes, you're not listening to your mom, you may be involved in the system, like, okay, cool. But then I realized like a lot of my kids are on this side because on this side, they dealt with something that was never dealt with. So sure. let me get this side. So if I can help them over here, then they them. won't get over here, sure. hopefully, right? I did not imagine what that would mean for me to actually deal with this side of it. So in the work that I do, like we're going to talk about your trauma detail for detail Mm -hmm. at some point during therapy. It's not going to be in the beginning, but I'm going to build you up to that point to be able to tell me your whole story. Mm -hmm. And I just like when I was in training, I, I wasn't prepared because I do consider myself an empath. Like I feed off of other people's energy if I'm not careful. Like it will really overpower me. And so to see kids and have them sit in front of me and tell me these like detailed, gory sometimes stories. And I'm like, how are you sitting here? Like I'm an adult sometimes and the stuff that I deal with is nowhere near what you're telling me. It, I, I can't imagine having to deal with that. So in the beginning, I did not cope well. Right. I did not like at all. I remember having my, like a full blown panic attack one night because I had a kid who told me about how their parent was murdered. And then I watched the Bobby Brown documentary and the scene where the brother-in-law got murdered in the car, a replica of what the kid told me. So that was the first visual I had. And I just found myself sobbing and like hyperventilating. And I'm like, what's wrong? And I'm trying to do laundry at the same time. I'm just like, just fold the clothes, just fold the clothes. You're okay, you're okay. Then I'm like, no, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. Wow, where did this come from? So, like, I will say for where I work, they have a lot of reflective supervision for us, which just means we get to talk about how things affect us. Because most don't do that. It's this is the work, this is what we're going to do for the kids that we serve. And that's that. But being able to have that, and another thing that we're doing now is incorporating a space for Black clinicians. So that's going to be even more helpful for us to have space to say, this is what I'm dealing with as a clinician of color mm. in a white world and trying to help and serve people. Yo, I'm going to drink to that right there. I like that. I mean, Go, I have a little bit to too. That. To that. <laughs> I was like, look, we need a different space because people are not understanding what I'm saying. And I can't, I can't be in here and be professional and hear the things that I'm hearing because I'm not going to be able to function here much longer. Mm. If I, but I think the way that i balance it is I really try to decompress like on my way home whatever that looks like for me now being home work from home live from home always home is a little difficult because there is no separation but what I've given myself permission to do is take breaks like you don't have to work from nine to five at home like no you I had a assessment this morning that was pretty rough after that two hours I gave myself an hour and some change get back to it after you're done so like really advocating for myself and doing what i need good everybody copes differently some some people thrive off hearing this stuff that ain't me i i struggle to hear the stuff but i also love the work that i do and i love seeing my kids on the other side of healing so a lot of the times that's helpful for me to know like it's really shitty right now but they can get better and they're going to feel better and they're going to be different kids like i remember one of my first kids that i got through trauma therapy and we cried together and I was cool with that. Like, this is the first time you're going to see Miss Tiana cry. 
And that's okay because you deserve to see me cry because you worked through hella stuff to get to this point. Mm. And I'm so proud of you. And I need you to know that I'm proud of you. And they don't teach you that in school. Like you got to be this robot. That ain't me. I can't, like, I need my kids to know I care about you. I'm just not a therapist that's here to chat it up with you every week. Like um, you're one of my kids. You got kids? I sure do. All the kids that come into my office every week, sit on my couch and talk to me. Those are my kids. That's my responsibility is to help them. So it's a combination of things that I have incorporated to help myself, but. Might be getting emails from me like, yo, how much per session? (laughs) (laughs) Please, me too. Right. How do I subscribe? Right. (laughs) Well, I'm working on my private practice, guys. So that will be hopefully um, in the near foreseeable future because this needs to work. Yeah. It's bigger to that, but definitely, definitely thank you for coming through and chopping it up with us anything you like to say to i know you got your own podcast and everything but anything you like to say to my viewers my listeners um i've been on this kick all week so i'm gonna give it to y'all too be compassionate and be nice like let's stop acting like we don't all have our own things that we're dealing with let's stop projecting our own stuff onto people and deal with our own stuff and mind our own business mind the business that pays you and go to therapy. I'm even in therapy as a therapist. Go talk to somebody. It's okay. You don't got to be crazy to go talk to somebody. Sometimes you just need to maintain. Yep. To that. To that. Not all of our friends are equipped to deal with all of the things that we deal with, and that's okay. Facts. Big facts. That's why you can play somebody and go see them. But that's all I got. I appreciate it. Matthew, what you got? <laughs> um, I'm going to keep it with breathe in and out, count to 10. Um, just take care of yourself and listen to your body. Um, I saw a post um, recently where it was just kind of like, if um, your body feels it, it's probably your anxiety. You should probably leave. If it's in your mind, it's depression. If you're, if 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 it's triggering certain parts of your body, listen to it and try to understand what your body is telling you, Gosh. and make a move on what it is um mm-hmm. most of the time like I, I, like i'm gonna ask a rhetorical question but you know when like you kind of go out and um you don't want to go out and I'm, I'm not trying to go out, i'm not trying to go out and then your body's just like no don't go out there's gonna be an issue but you still go out mm-hmm. and when you go out there's like a whole scrap that happens somebody yeah. might have gotten shot I'm pretty sure that's happened to you, all of us. And the fact that we didn't hear our body in that moment to be like, let me stay home. We need Mm -hmm. to start taking that in. And I feel like that's just an advice. Listen to your body because there's nothing that speaks more to you than than this right here, your whole body. Add to that, if you have headaches, if you have stomach aches, if your blood pressure is high, if you have other ailments that came out of nowhere and you don't understand where they came from, most times it's something else. It's true. So if you don't if you don't listen, your body will tell you and it will shut That's you down. Yep. Yep. Okay, but lay down. Well, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, good luck to you, T. And I wanna definitely listen to your season three. And I'm hoping that, you know, you work on it and that, you know, fingers crossed and praying that everything goes well and your season three. Yes. Facts, facts. We definitely gonna have you back on this. So you're gonna see that, you're gonna see that EM or that email or that DM. So don't be trying to dodge us, all right? Bring me back. I'm on a podcast tour right now. In between season two and season three, Mm. I'm on a tour. People want me. I'm I'm out here. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that in your last episode (laughs) of season two. 
Okay. I'm a good timing. Date, right? Don't get don't talk to me. There, I'm bored. There we go. <laughs> now I, I'm gonna tell my, my listeners like you're my dudes, it ain't it ain't it ain't soft to cry. It's okay to cry. You know what I mean? Men cry, women cry, it's, it's alright to cry. Like you said, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna um I'm kind of bite off everybody else. Listen to your body. You know what I mean? Sometimes you need that mental break to kind of just chill. Take some time to be alone. Breathe, mm-hmm. stretch, shake shit off sometimes if you need to do it. Take yeah. take extra breaks if you need to. I mean, we we going through a lot this this um this year. 2020 has been rough. So okay. I mean, if you need to take that extra moment, take it. If you need to distance yourself from negative vibes, negative people, do so. Like, don't be afraid to cut people off because sometimes you cut, you, you, you taking that weight off of you. You know what I mean? Sometimes you walking around with dead weight that you need to, that you need to get rid of. (laughs) So definitely listen to your body, listen to your mind, your soul, your spirit. You know what I mean? Just sometimes you just got to say, fuck it and do you and woosah. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but again, definitely thank everybody for rocking with us. I mean, thanks T for coming through. Cope for the mm-hmm. culture. Definitely go check her out. She got a she got a fan out of me. She got a fan out of Matchy. So yep. definitely go check her out. Subscribe, review, do the same thing for us. Official Talk Podcast. You can hit us up on um, Instagram, Official Talk Podcast. Um, you can send us an email, officialtalk1 at gmail.com. Um, T, go ahead. Tell them, tell them, tell them, plug your plug yourself in again real quick. Okay. So you guys can follow me on Instagram at Cope for the Culture Podcast. Yeah. All one word, no underscores, no nothing. I'm also on Twitter, Cope, the number four, the culture. Um, and then I also plug my nonprofit, which is geared towards race and awareness around mental health, especially in black communities um, and physical health and all that too. And that is at Healthy Pleasures Inc. And that's on Instagram as well. So check me out, follow me, subscribe, leave a review. Be nice. your girl, guys. Honestly, spread some. She's gonna spread some Yo, light. She gonna she gonna make you shed a tear. I'm telling <laughs> definitely. you, definitely. She gonna definitely. Man that can cry, okay? Because what does that tell me? You in tune with yourself, Facts. and you know what's going on, and you're not trying to be hard for nobody. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to be hard. You can shed a tear. Matchy, tell them yeah. where they can find you. Uh, <laughs> I was struggling. <laughs> um, you guys can find me on Instagram at. Matchylicious underscore and that's M-A-C-H-I-L-I-C-I-O-U-S underscore. Last episode I spelled it wrong, but yeah, you did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I, I forgot the H. <laughs> and you can find me with the same name and spelling on Snapchat just without the underscore. So yeah, again, thank you for girl. tuning in. Everybody be safe. Wear your mask, keep your social distance, stay six feet, and Again, if you need, if you feel like you need to talk to somebody, don't be afraid to to go reach out to a therapist because you sometimes you can't talk to your friends. So with that, keep that in mind. Until next time, yeah. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you guys tune in next time. Thank you for tuning in at the official talk podcast. The official, official talk, talk podcast. podcast.